When I opened my Clifton Strengths report, I was not surprised. What surprised me though was that I felt relief. I finally had words to explain why certain things were important to me and why I did what I did. I could give myself permission to approach life the way I do because I better understood how God uniquely wired me. In this episode, I'll share with you how the strengths-based thinking has helped me to embrace who I am and my God-given calling. In later episodes, I'll share about some other resources and assessments I've also found helpful, but in this episode, I will specifically be referencing the Clifton strengths. Donald Clifton was a professor and researcher who asked the question, what would happen if we studied what is right with people? Through his research and study of excellence, he conducted numerous interviews and found 34 patterns or areas where individuals have the greatest potential to excel. Instead of trying to fix weaknesses, a strengths-based approach focuses on improving your strengths while managing your weaknesses. It's not ignoring your weaknesses, but recognizing that it may be extremely difficult or impossible for you to improve those areas where you naturally are not strong, but that you can see exponential growth when you focus on what you already do well. I've heard the advice before in multiple different settings that what you focus on is what often happens because that's where you invest your time and your energy. I've talked before on the podcast about how where you focus is where you'll go. It's kind of like the car will go in the direction that the wheels are pointing or like the bowling ball will go in the direction of your thumb. I find that so hard to focus on making sure that my thumb is pointed in the right direction. It seems like such a small piece of the puzzle, but that uh, determines the trajectory of the ball. So you can improve your weaknesses, but often only a little. Instead, we focus on investing that same amount of effort on improving the areas of natural talent, and you can see a much larger return on your investment. I initially took the Clifton Strengths Assessment when I was working with my mentor coach, and as I mentioned, I was not shocked. At first, I didn't think I had anything new to learn about myself when I saw the report of my top five themes. You'll often hear people reference their top five, and the Clifton Strengths Report ranks 34 different talent themes in the order that you most often use them based on your self-reported answers. A talent theme they define as a naturally occurring pattern of thought, feeling, or behavior that can be productively applied. You can then invest knowledge, skills, or experience to turn these talents into strengths. And a strength they define as when you have consistent, near-perfect performance in a particular area. Basically, this boils down to you are being intentional to use your natural talents in specific situations to achieve a better outcome. And as I read the descriptions for my top five, I was nodding my head in agreement. Yep, yep, yep. And then my coach asked me how I use those talents when I'm coaching and teaching others. And I paused. I could see how those patterns of thought played out, but how was I applying them and intentionally using them? I had a few answers, but I have been paying attention 
ever since that initial conversation and trying to maximize them and use them more intentionally. I found that it is helpful when I'm thinking about my top five to 10 talent themes, how they work together to make me who I am. If you're not familiar with the Clifton Strengths, then these terms may not mean anything to you. But if you are already familiar, my top five themes are learner, responsibility, input, intellection, and discipline. They basically explain how I approach situations and how I do things together. And I mentioned in the previous episode that the odds of somebody else having the exact same top five themes is one in 33 million. You are unique. And these themes work together uniquely in you to create to make you who you are. So even though somebody else may have three of those top five themes, two of their others may be completely different. And therefore, the whole mix is different. It's like thinking about uh, weaving a blanket. You might have similar threads running through, but the pattern could be completely different. For me, when I look at my top themes, they work together and the summary that I have is that I'm a curator and a teacher. I like to learn and think about all these different areas with the input. I like to learn about a lot of different areas and I bring all of that to you. I enjoy putting all of that into a framework or a way of thinking about what I have just learned that hopefully is helpful for you and easy to understand. I also use these strengths when I'm coaching others. I am curious about my clients and about their journeys. And I'll actually often think about you when we're outside of a coaching session. If I find something interesting that might be helpful for you, I will send it your way and just tell you, hey, this relates to what you were talking about. Maybe it'll be helpful for you. I'm also a deep thinker who likes to connect the dots and see how different events or thoughts connect to one another. I spend a fair bit of my time during the day thinking. And if I don't have that time, I find that I don't have nearly as much energy. At first, it seems a little counterintuitive. I'm going to spend time thinking and not acting. But by spending that time, first of all, I'm energized. And secondly, I have made some connections that allow me to go deeper into what I'm learning. So thinking about my top themes has allowed me to identify the unique ways that I can serve my coaching clients. It has also allowed me to embrace being a teacher and a small group facilitator. When I think about what I do really well and what I um, and energized doing and really come alive and have that passion. It is teaching small groups and coaching my clients. This has also allowed me to slow down and enjoy the learning process and recognize that while I like to collect knowledge and credentials and degrees, that's okay. That's a part of who I am. Part of my input strength is learning about many different areas and pursuing that excellence, pursuing the credential or the degree to me is a way of achieving excellence for myself. And um, it satisfies that desire to collect. And that's okay. But 
I have to remember to implement what I'm learning. I need to slow down and make sure that I'm applying what I'm learning to my life or I'm teaching it to others. It's also allowed me to enjoy my morning quiet time. It's my thinking time, my time for me that fuels me for the rest of the day. This strengths-based thinking approach has really helped me embrace who I am and how I approach the world and be comfortable knowing that I am doing something different than everybody else. And that's okay because that is how God made me. If you are ready to start using strengths-based thinking, I'd love to partner with you. You can schedule a coaching session where we can discuss your Clifton Strengths results and how you can use those talent themes to help you pursue your dreams and your God-given calling. You can click the link in the show notes to get started today. And for a limited time, you can use the coupon code NEWYOU for 50% off. I'll leave you with a couple of questions to ponder today. What is one thing that you do really well? Even without having the Clifton Strengths Assessment, you can start using strengths-based thinking in your life now. What do you do well? What really energizes you? And then how could you invest in that area of excellence to help you further pursue your dreams? Until next time, continue pursuing your dreams and impacting the world. Thanks for joining me on the Purposeful Impact Podcast. I pray that today's episode blessed you and that you found encouragement and practical tips. If so, would you share this episode with someone else so that they can be blessed too? I'd also appreciate it if you would take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review in your podcast app. Leaving a review helps other homeschool parents find the podcast and know if it's a good fit for them. Thanks so much for helping to spread the word.